Hey, it's Ian Altman. Thanks so much for listening and for sharing these episodes with friends and colleagues. And man, I especially appreciate the reviews that you post online, the emails you send. It's just great. In fact, this episode is inspired entirely by emails and comments I received from you and fellow listeners. And specifically, there's a couple things, which is people have asked me a couple key questions. One is, what do I do when I feel like I have all this failure, I'm getting all this pressure from my employer on performance and what I have to do to um, to get out there and sell more and go meet with more people and things that, candidly, we know from same-side selling, that numbers game isn't going to work so well. And the second question is from, actually, my man, Austin. And Austin had a great question, which was, look, I'm a same-side selling guy. What are some tips for how I can find an employer who's going to, to embrace same-side selling? So let's dive in first on this. I guess it's the defeatist or the, the, the failure syndrome or the negativity and fear of rejection that comes with sales. And, and so oftentimes what happens is if you're not hitting your numbers, there's a number of things that can be going on. In very few cases is the problem actually that you're not reaching out to enough people. There are certainly situations where sales reps aren't spending enough time prospecting. They're not following up properly. But in most cases, what I find is not that there's a lack of effort, but instead it's not focused effort. It's not focused on the right opportunities. And so these concepts are going to go hand in hand, which is when you're working for somebody who's saying, oh, you got to get out there and have more meetings, one of the things you have to recognize is, look, not every person you talk to is a good fit for what you do. And if you know that's the case, then what you want to do is start looking at this and say, okay, you know what? It's not a good fit for this opportunity. And fit is a concept we talk about in Same Side Selling that stands for find impact together or finding impact together, depending on how you interpret it. And what that means is that we have to sit with our client and understand what's motivating them to make a decision and change. So I was talking to a client recently and he said, you know, we met with these people and they said, look, you know, we're not moving forward because the issue just really isn't that big of a deal for us. And it's not really costing us a lot of money to not solve this thing. And they said, well, what do we do with that? And I said, you walk away because guess what? At this point, you you are more passionate about solving that problem than they are. And if you are more passionate about solving the problem than the client is, then you got to bring your wallet because they're not paying for it. You're going to have to because they won't. And so if you think about it, you know, in, in our lives, there are many things that we might like to have, but we just don't prioritize it. It's not where we spend money. It's not where we spend time. But the things that are really important to us, we make sure those things get done. And similarly, your clients who are motivated more by rational thought, especially say, look, if it's not a big enough important thing, they don't really care about it. But if it is, man, now I'll go find the money. The other thing to realize is that if your employer, if your manager is hounding you about, hey, you got to get make more phone calls and send out more proposals and doesn't understand the principles of same-side selling – 
then you got two choices. Either you got to help them understand same-side selling, expose them to it, or you got to decide that it's time to move on. And maybe they go in sequence because maybe you try and help them understand. If they don't understand, you move on. Now, as part of that, you got to do a little soul searching because if you've got yourself into a rut and if you're not actually following up the way you need to, then you know what? Maybe you got to look in the mirror and make sure that you change that behavior a little bit. But assuming you know that you're doing an honest job and that you know that you're just not finding clients with the right fit, or for that matter, maybe your skills aren't as refined as you'd like them to be, then you want to start thinking a little bit differently about those opportunities and making sure you're asking the right questions, running through the same side improv game, and making sure that you're really honing your skills. Because it's not a numbers game. I illustrate this over and over again, which is it's not about pursuing more opportunities. It's about pursuing the right opportunities. And so when it comes to that fear of rejection, that sense of failure, and just a numbers game, it's not. And we need to make sure that you don't fall into that trap. Because once you go down that path, you're going to slip into the vortex of evil. You're going to lose trust from key contacts, and you'll never be able to work with those people again. So this leads to the second piece, which was prompted by Austin. And Austin had a great question and his whole concept had to do with, look, I'm a same-side selling guy. I'm all in. How do I find employers who embrace same-side selling? Because I, I don't want to be pushing and pitching stuff. I don't want to be slipping into that vortex of evil. I want to make sure that my clients trust me and respect me. And I want to work for a place where they actually value my perspective on that. And where they know that I can really add value. See, I was interviewing a guy recently and we were talking about the idea of coaxing in a sales environment. And I said, look, same side selling is all about don't coax the sale, but instead coach the decision. So don't coax the sale, but instead coach a decision. Because the idea is not to coax or coerce someone into making your sale or making their purchase, but instead just coaching through someone, somebody through a decision. So let me give you a framework of questions that you can ask and things that you can look at to help determine whether or not somebody is an employer that might be a good fit for same side selling. Now you might talk to somebody in the VP of sales or the CEO. You might ask, Hey, are you familiar with same side selling? And they might be, we've had enough success that um, it's certainly not happening in a vacuum. But beyond that, what I would do is I would first use your powers of observation and look at their website and look for in their ad, if they're running an ad to hire salespeople, look for those buzzwords. And Austin pointed out some of them, like if we're looking for a, a closer or a hunter, that's not very same side. That's kind of old school. So those terms are not really what we're, what we're looking for. And so if you see those terms, this makes sense. Also on their website, are they talking about the problems they solve? Are they talking about the results they deliver for their clients? Or do they just suffer from axis displacement disorder? You know, where they think the axis of the earth has shifted. It now goes in their head, out their rear, and the world revolves around them. So we don't want to be caught in that axis displacement disorder model. 
Instead, we want to make sure we've got people who are client-focused. So when you look at their website, are they talking about the success of their client? Are they saying things from the perspective of of their client or potential customer? Or is it all, here's what we do and about us, things that nobody really wants to read? Now, once you get to the point that you're talking to the company, and maybe you're in an interview environment, there are some key questions that you can ask to give you great insight. So you might ask questions in the interview like, so so how does the organization measure client success? And if they look at you like you have three heads, just run away. You might say, well, so how are we equipped to deliver the results to whatever it is that we're selling? And how do we measure that together with our clients? Who's the best fit for our products and services? The products and services that we sell here Who's the best fit and who do we know right out of the chute isn't a good fit for what it is that you do? And then why do our clients need whatever it is that we're selling? See, if we start getting answers to those questions, you'll have a pretty good sense of whether this organization is wired in a same-side manner. Because in same-side selling, they're going to know the answers to those questions. And their marketing is going to reflect it. So if their marketing says, oh, we're the greatest, we're the best, just wait and see, you'll figure it out, then they're probably not a same-side company. If their website says, look, for the right organizations, we deliver great results, but we don't yet know if we can help you. If they have that level of humility, then you might find that they're a good organization. Also, if you look online at reviews about the company, if you look online and places like Glassdoor, you'll get a sense of whether... They operate in an adversarial way with their customers and with their employees or whether they work in a collaborative manner with both. And if it's all about collaboration and entrepreneurship, you're probably in a good place. So you want to make sure that you're not wasting your time and being sucked into the vortex of evil. Instead, if you work at the right place, you'll be inspired. You'll have plenty of opportunities for learning and growth. And you'll achieve tremendous success. So just as a quick recap of the points we talked about here today. First, when it comes to that that fear of rejection or failure, and you have that taskmaster saying, go out and just sell more. Just remember that first you want to step back and say, look, my job is to find out if there's a good fit. And if your employer can't embrace that, then maybe it's time to go somewhere else. And let's face it, if they don't get that, you don't want to undermine your credibility with your clients, provided that you're actually doing the real work. And then when it comes to finding those ideal employers who follow that same side methodology, well, in some cases, my clients will actually say, hey, we follow same side selling. But in other cases, they may not. And that's when we want to use our powers of observation on their website and the buzzwords in their ads. And then the questions that I talked about, how do you measure client success? How do you ensure you deliver results? Who's the best fit for you? And why do the clients need what it is that we sell? And if you follow that model, you can be greatly successful in a much happier place than maybe you are already. And if you're already there, then lucky you and just see how you can embrace that even further. I want to thank those of you who take the time to post reviews and send emails with great questions. It really makes a big difference. I appreciate you for doing so. Remember, this show gets its direction from you, the listener. If there's a topic you think I should cover, if there's a guest you think I should have on the show, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com, and there's a pretty good chance we'll mention you and your question right on the show. 
Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, even your customer. Bye for now.